Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, hey, it's Michelle Cooper. Michelle, you are the CEO of Alchemy Accounting and Bookkeeping. You are found on the web at alchemyaccounting.ca, which puts you in Canada, uh, specifically you're in Chilliwack. So Michelle, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today and to get to know about your audience as well. Yes. Okay. So what brought you into the world of money? Oh my goodness. Um, I was always really good with numbers. And so that was kind of the path that I was funneled down, um, became, went to university, became a CPA. And then I spent most of my corporate career in strategic growth for companies like Citibank and PricewaterhouseCoopers, KPMG. Um, And then, uh, you know, got married, had kids. Um, I had I was living in Europe at the time, uh, working for Citibank and came back to Canada uh, and realized that it was uh, hard to have a job uh, at that level and three little kids under four and a husband. And so um, stopped uh, kind of like my working career. And what I really um, embarked on was helping friends. So just being of service to friends who had businesses. So they were local entrepreneurs in my town. They couldn't really figure out why um, they never had any money or why wasn't their uh, business more profitable. And so I helped them with, um, you know, getting accurate detailed financial records with the analysis of their business. And I realized that there was a gap in the marketplace um, from like, there's, there's larger, you know, companies and corporations that get taken care of by, by large mainstream accounting firms. And then there's maybe smaller ones that um, are handled by uh, like an independent bookkeeper, but there wasn't that support out in the marketplace for uh, the entrepreneur at that mid-level of business, 350 to a million dollars um, to really get the analysis and the cash flow support that's needed to grow their business and and to pay themselves often. Yeah. And so it evolved really naturally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I like, uh, so it's just on your website. And uh, one thing I love that you, uh, uh, that you describe is you provide welcome to no shame, no blame bookkeeping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, I think that is just, uh, you, you're, you know, your client well, because I believe that there are a lot of people that a lot of business owners that perhaps are the, you know, they've put off things or, you know, maybe they've been in between service providers and they've never done it. They've been just doing it themselves and not doing it very well. And so that fear keeps them because it's almost like, you know, you know, if I feel 
sensitive about going into a gym because I feel out of shape or something like that. It's okay. This place, this gym is for you. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's where I want to go. Yeah. It's exactly that. Right. Like what I saw was there was a whole, a whole bunch of entrepreneurs who felt guilt and shame and embarrassment that they had not looked after this part of their business. Um, sometimes there's a crisis point. So maybe they get a letter from the IRS or, or CRA if they're in Canada and they have to file things and they don't have the records. And, and so that puts them in a crisis point, but other times they realize that this is a problem and they need to kind of clean up their shit kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and so um, what I, what I came to know is like they, they were carrying this shame and this embarrassment and this guilt and that, that really affected them from showing up powerfully in other parts of their business and mm -hmm. prevented them from having the success. So one of the things that my team have been extensively trained on is coaching people through this and, and helping them understand that there is no there. Like we all know, like that saying, there's no stupid questions, but there literally is no stupid questions. And there's no reason to feel embarrassed at all because we deal with this all the time. Yeah. So Michelle, one of your downloads on your website um, is, uh, you know, is talking about the money date workbook. And um, it's really interesting because you're, you're talking about uh, topics like, you know, conquering your limiting beliefs, taking inspired action, uh, dedication to your intuition. Michelle, you're an accountant. What are you doing? <laughs> What, what are you talking about this kind of stuff for? Right? I know. I know. And, you know, this was like kind of my own growth and my own awareness. Like where I say like I was good with numbers, um, I always kind of joke and say I was good with numbers and maybe I should have been a numerologist and not a <laughs> accountant, right? Because I do have that, that spiritual side, that consciousness side, um, and I, I have done a lot of work and a lot of education and certification in mindset. And mm. in my own growth of being a business owner, I came to understand that it was my thinking and my mindset that was the foundation of um, my success. And so when I had limiting beliefs around money, or I was carrying these stories that I wasn't good with money or, you know, things like that, or money was hard to make, I was limiting the success of my company. And when I dealt with that, then I was able to deal with some of the technical aspects of money um, way easier. And so we do bring that into our work with clients where it's like, okay, yeah, we've got this thing to sort out where we need an accurate PL so we can file a tax return. But at the same time, how do you feel about this? Right. How, what do you believe about this? What do you believe about yourself and your capacity to do this kind of work, right? Because that's what will change things um, for people even more significantly. Anybody can churn over numbers and, you know, feed it into a tax return, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how do you, how do you work with clients then in terms of like, uh, like, you know, what size companies do you work with? I mean, what, what does that and look, what does that end up looking like? Yeah. So what I found is that, um, you know, pre-pandemic, I was traveling around being asked to speak at a lot mm -hmm. of different entrepreneurial events, many of them in the United States. And uh, so I would get people wanting to work with us um, or work with me. And 
I was a Canadian firm. So I had to figure that out, right? Like, how do I support people in the United States? And and the way I do that is to have um, US-based CPAs and bookkeepers, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we support mainly coaches and consultants, like practitioners, Mm -hmm. um, service providers uh, across North America. So we've got clients all across Canada and the United States, some expats living in South America or Mexico as well. Um, and, and really we are offering the, the, what it starts with is accurate detailed financial records. So that's where I encourage people to start, like get your bookkeeping up to date, right? Get the numbers accurate. A lot of people think they have their number, like they're Oh, I've got my bookkeeping records. We had a client come in recently who was like, yeah, yeah, I've got bookkeeping, but they're, and they have a business that's sitting around a million dollars, but everything was um, dumped into sales. There was no revenue stream information. So mm-hmm. we want accurate detailed financial records. If you don't have that, get that kind of um, that level of detail in your books and uh, and we're able to provide that for clients. And then we, you know, we we have some clients who have more full service uh, support. So we're paying bills. We're maybe doing collections. We're like their account outsourced accounting department. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we offer all the kind of um, accounting things like tax returns and stuff like that. Uh, but one of the the awesome things is our fractional CFO service which is more like analysis, um, cash flow support. Cash flow is the number one reason why businesses go out of business. Yeah. And yeah. so it's the it's the big area that I feel passionate about supporting people is like understanding the cash flow and fixing cash flow problems because they're not usually hard to fix, but people aren't aware of them, right? And when people see like, oh, you know, I don't know, maybe they have a launch based coaching business. And so they get a big influx of cash and then nothing kind of Mm. thing. Or maybe they have a product based business where the terms don't sync with the, with the supplier and and, um, client based terms. Right. So maybe you're bringing in this product and you have to pay for it in seven days, but the, the customer doesn't have to pay for it for 30 days. That's a problem for your cash flow, Right. So these, that's where I love working in that kind of fractional CFO um, support and, and everything that I learned in corporate finance, um, it can be applied to a, a smaller level of business. And that's how those corporations grew, right? Good advice, looking at the numbers. So let's do that for small business as well. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Michelle, you, you, again, I, I love the language that you use. It's, it's very refreshing. Um, and so how long ago did you, did you kind of go out on your own and, and what was that transition? Cause again, you, you, and you were kind of telling your story earlier. Um, but what was, you know, what, what was kind of that final, you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put up my own shingle here. Yeah. Well, I do come from a family of entrepreneurs, right? So um, my dad and my brothers were commercial fishermen with their own businesses. um, And they were determined that I wouldn't go into that. They did everything they could to prevent me from going into that because I think they had their own stories going on. 
Um, and so when I came back to Canada, uh, my, my husband didn't have a work permit, so I had to go get a job. And as I said, a job at the level I was working at, which was controller assistant CFO mm. was, um, a lot of work, um, heavy commitment, long hours. I had three children under four and it really became, um, unbearable really. And I, I pretty much burnt out maybe a little bit of a breakdown situation. And so I walked away from that job. And like I said, just started helping friends. So that was 2010. And that's really where my, my business began. Um, So we're 11 years old this year. Now it started with me doing everything right. And then you know, one friend would refer me to somebody else and they'd refer me. My whole business was based off of referral. And all of a sudden I was full. Like I had no room to do anything besides, you know, what I was doing. And, and so I kind of adopted uh, Richard Branson's take on business, which is hire people smarter than you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to look around and see what, you know, what's the first place I can create some room. So I hired a, like an office manager admin person, right? So that created some room for me. And then that grew to hiring bookkeepers, right? And then it grew to hiring um, CPAs. And I just started to um, replace myself in my business with a team. And, you know, that presents its own level of challenges sometimes in, in our growth of our business, Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really was um, what helped us support the the volume of clients that we support today um, and that level of business. Yeah. Um, so how do you how do you handle pricing? Mm. It, it, pricing is a good topic, right? Because a lot of people talk about value pricing. Mm-hmm. I've never charged by the hour. Now, right. I don't think I really understood why, like the, the real reasons behind why I wasn't charging by the hour. But what I had um, said to myself was, I never want a client to get a surprise bill because I don't like surprise bills. Yeah. So I remember at the time, like I said, my husband didn't have a work permit. And so we had to go through this legal immigration process, Right. And I would get these surprise bills from the lawyer all the time, right? Where they were doing the work. I just didn't understand the scope of the work they were doing. And I didn't know what was all involved. And so then I'd get an, you know, per hour bill. And that wasn't a fun experience because like you go into like this like shock kind of situation, right? And so I realized that what I was doing was trying to um, make my clients comfortable and like provide ease. But then if I was going to charge by the hour, they might get this surprise bill because they don't mm. understand how long it takes to do something. So right from the start, I offered packages. Um, so I offered like a set monthly fee. Now, f- for me, I knew that was going to be monthly recurring income. I could count on that. It was up to me to make it profitable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the longer I did it, the less time it would take. So it became more profitable the longer the client was with us. Um, And so I knew all of this from like uh, just my corporate experience and and that kind of stuff, like client lifetime value and stuff like that. But um, really, I was still, when I was calculating the fee, and this is where I think people 
people do this. They still consider the amount of hours it takes to do something. And then they just decide yeah. on a fee. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, this is what my time's worth. And then I'll budget in a little bit of profit totally. here. And oh, we'll call it good there. Yeah. So that's still really. Which, which clients don't really care. There's no basis on what the client's world is about. Yeah. None. So even though I thought I was in value-based pricing, I wasn't. Mm. And so that was like an eye-opener for me. I was like, oh, I'm not actually. And so then I started to look at, well, what is the value that we're providing someone, mm -hmm. right? And and have some optics around that. And, and really a lot of the clients that we see um, were kind of like a little bit of, I think somebody called it recently rescue accounting, where it's a lot of cleanup and, and like, there's a lot of historical stuff we're having to clean up and, and then, you know, get them on a firm setting moving forward. Um, and that's of high value, right? Because we have a great system of how we do that really efficiently and effectively. And so there's a lot of value in that. So I, I then looked at what do I think the value of this is for a little while there? I think I, you know, I, I, there was a couple of years where I was kind of like looking at comparing other people's price to our price. We're definitely not the low end. We're middle to higher level because we offer a little bit more of a white glove service. Um, but then I realized that basing my price on the market rate or on what other people do is really basing it on their limiting beliefs around money mm -hmm. or their value. And so that didn't work either. So I just had to really get clear on what the value that my team provide and putting my price out there. And once I did that, it was like, oh, it was really easy because I could communicate the value yeah. and yeah. stand really confident in it. And, and, and there is this too, it's like when you put, when, when you know your worth, you communi communicate your worth, you know, some people are, are going to look at that and go, oh, 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 oh boy, that's not a fit. I, you know, that's outside of my budget and that's okay. Like that is completely okay because there are many, many people that are going to take care of you and they're going to be a great fit for that. Um, you know, I have clients that pay me a thousand dollars an hour. And then I have clients that would never dream of paying me $30 an hour, right? It's like, and it's right. okay. It's, you know, we, we work with those who, you know, are meant to work with us. And then, you know, we just keep on circulating and networking and giving and investing and, you know, in relationships and you'll, you'll find, you'll find your, you know, you'll find your people. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're worried about that, then you're kind of in lack, right? You're in that yes, kind of right. lack energy and, and, like I know even, you know, recently, like the workplace, like the marketplace for employees is changing, right? In the, in mm. our kind of pandemic economy. And so we've seen that we need to provide um, some different benefits to, to our team. Um, we need to actually, to attract new people. We're having to pay a little bit more. So then you got to even out everybody else's salary. Um, so there's some additional costs, um, there's inflation and then there's things like QuickBooks just put up their pricing. And so we've seen some increase in costs and we've had to look at what clients are paying. And a few clients have had um, some price increases, right? So we do that carefully and we communicate that, you know, with care. Um, and some, some clients are like, I, I, I can't do this. I, I, this isn't going to work. And it's like, and that's okay. 
right? And so what we try to do is understand, and sometimes my team are like, oh no, we're, I'm going to lose all my clients off my roster. And it's like, more will come, right? Like, just relax. There's more people that are going to come and, and we'll, we'll see those clients who aren't a fit for us anymore. We see them off with love and kind of like bless and release kind of thing. Let's mm-hmm. make sure they're transitioned over to their new provider. Well, sometimes we even provide referrals to somebody who's more suited to work for them in regards to say budget or whatever it is. Right. So that they're fully supported in the transition instead of going like, okay, see you later. We're out of here. <laughs> right. You're not going to pay us. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, Michelle, when someone goes to your website and it's alchemyaccounting.ca uh, and, and they've listened to our conversation, they're like, I like this Michelle woman. Where do they engage with you? What, like, what would you recommend in terms of like, like the next step in the relationship? Yeah, well, they're welcome to friend me on Facebook or follow me on Instagram um, or on LinkedIn. And and like I'm really communicative there. Um, they're welcome to reach out to me, Michelle at alchemyaccounting.ca, um, if they want to email me directly. Um, and then if they're looking for, you know, something to just try to kind of passively get to know us a little bit more. Um, We've got a special little uh, download, I think, for you guys, for your audience, which is alchemyaccounting.ca forward slash thoughtful, um, which is a a workbook that walks them through a money date and talks a lot about like how we view money and um, our relationship with money and they can take advantage of that as well. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So your website again, Michelle, alchemyaccounting.ca. Michelle, thank you for a great conversation. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, 
That's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.